disclaimer, everything that I will say or anything I said previously is for jokes and for entertainment purposes only. So with that being said, welcome to the podcast. Y'all see the title. I said what I said, bro. Chicago drivers, y'all suck. Y'all infrastructure, y'all infrastructure sucks like it's all bad, bro. Like, y'all be having two lanes going, like two lanes turning on both sides of the road. Like, how I'm turning in the opposite side, they turning as well. That's crazy, in my opinion. Like, on two lanes on both sides, y'all crazy, y'all dumb. Um, Y'all got the, I got the freeway, the expressway. I don't know. I don't know if I just can't drive or what. I wasn't driving. I'm going to get to that later. But Chicago drivers, y'all suck. I'm sorry. Shout out to y'all rappers, though. Um, but with that being said, welcome to episode 19 of the Last University Podcast, the eventual biggest podcast in the Midwest. I'm your host, Curtis P. Hope everybody having a good week so far. Um, the damn recording this is August 20th, which is on a Sunday. I would have recorded on Friday. My mom was making too much noise. She was playing her R&B music, so... I couldn't get nothing done. Um, I ain't got good equipment. So it's me speaking to the computer. That's about it. So um let's get to let's get to this pod, man. Let's get to this pod and stuff. Um, first thing I gotta talk about, um, I was trying to buy some crocs, I believe Thursday or Friday. Lightning McQueen Crocs. I've been waiting for them to come out forever. I was trying to buy my stock X for about 120. They cost 60 bucks. Um, I won't try to pay the difference anyway, but I was trying to buy them at work. I went on eight different websites. Um, they came out at 12 o'clock by 12.05. They were sold out on every website in every size. So y'all bots got to go. Y'all bots got to go. Y'all, I keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it again. Y'all bots got to go. I'm I'm bewildered. I'm befuddled. I tried to buy some vertebrae pants. I couldn't get those. Probably for the best, it was 220. I don't know why I'm buying 220 sweatpants, but they, they look good anyway. Let's, let, let's start this pod, man. Let's start this pod. So first things first, um, recently I started watching Prison Break. It's fire. Hey, if, if I tell you one thing and you should do off this podcast, watch Prison Break. Like, his heat is fire. I've been hearing about it for a while. I just got into it. Right now I'm on season two. I'm still watching it with the corner eye of my, of my you know me. So I'm still looking at it while, while I'm recording, but it's a great show. Um. 10 out of 10, I'm season one right now, I'm season two now, but I just finished season one about a couple of days ago. It was a great show, so shout, shout out to Prison Break. I don't know if it's going to get worse from here. I heard it gets bad after season two. That's the case. It's my last season watching it. Um, Now on to actual other news. Um, Apparently, Shannon Sharp, former football player of the Denver Broncos and Baltimore Ravens, I believe he's a three-time champion, one of the best tight ends ever, top 10 tight end of all time. Um great media personality, famous celebrity, the whole jazz. Um, apparently, well, I don't know if it's true because I don't know what I'm saying like this. I'm, I'm giving all this detail and context. Um, there was a big rumor that came out that Shannon Sharp has agreed to join first take with Stephen A. Smith. But then again, I heard a, I heard a, um, a rebuttal by Stephen A. Smith on his podcast saying that's not true yet. He hasn't signed the deadline. So I don't know. I'm giving this. I don't know if I'm giving a giving a game too soon or what. But it's looking like Shannon Sharp going to join ESPN. I hope he does. It will be the best duo like ever. Like it, like duos for like media person. Like come on, bro. Like this is like. Have y'all seen the video of uh, Kobe and Shaq in that in that, that meme video? That's that's bro. No, this this Steph and KD. This Steph and KD. Like this is this would be crazy. KD. I mean this. Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith is going to be great for television, great for comedy, the, the whole jazz, bro. So hopefully this goes, hopefully this works and stuff like that. Hope everything works itself out, but I don't know. Um, like I said about the Chicago stuff, like I said, Chicago drivers, y'all suck. 
this past weekend and last weekend, I went to Chicago for about two days. It was a cool little trip. Um, I did pretty much everything I want to do or what have you. A couple of days before that, I got a haircut because, you know, if you if you go out, you got to get your haircut or whatever. So, you, to me, in my opinion, you got to trust your barber. So, even if the barber do, even if the barber does what you didn't ask him to do, a lot of times you trust your barber and he actually good. He gonna do his job. Like I told my barber to give me, um, I think I was supposed to give him like, tell him like a fade or something like that, like bar the size and keep everything on the top. This man gave me a taper. I, he was doing a haircut. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Come to find out, he know better than me. Like he, he's a knower. He's a ball knower. He, he did, he did the damn thing. So shout out to my barber. He was doing his thing, bro. But in my opinion, and this, this, this is a hot take to be honest. This is a real big hot take. In my opinion. The second day after getting a haircut is better than the first day. The second day haircut after all the the chemicals, the enhancements, everything wore off, anything like that, um, your haircut gonna look the best ever. Like you gonna you gonna feel like you gonna feel like your name should be on the um celebrity walk. Like you gonna feel like you that dude. Like the second day of your haircut is the best day in my opinion. Like it's top tier. It's it's just top tier in my opinion. So like I said, shout to my barber. Shout out to all them barbers that know what they're doing. Um, on to other topics. So apparently, Victor Wimanyama, Victor Wimanyama of the um, San Antonio Spurs, it came out that he is an 84 overall in 2K. And um, for everybody to play 2K, everybody watch NBA, this is crazy. This is blasphemous. Um, I like I like Wimby a lot. He's a great player. He, he projects to be a great player, potentially a Hall of Famer one day. I don't know. But a rookie coming in at an 84 overall is kind of crazy, in my opinion. I believe uh, Ben Simmons was like an 80 overall. I think Kyrie was 81. LeBron freaking James was 79 or 78. I think Zion was 82. Like, 84 is crazy. Like, 84 is like Drew Holiday type beat. Like, I don't know what Drew Holiday is, but I feel like that's where Drew Holiday is, man. Like, that's that's his that's his body. Like, I don't like, come on, bro. Wimby 84, he's not proving nothing. Like for me, in my opinion, you could be a rookie with, a, with over seventy nine. If you over seventy nine, like I don't, I don't think you, I don't think that's that's valid in my opinion. Like over seventy nine is crazy. Now I understand the um the the flip side of that. Like oh, if he's that guy, you have to rate him that high. I don't know if he's that guy. Like I know he's great, but I mean this just projections, bro. I, I got to see it to believe it, and you can't see it to believe it. If this is first year, so I don't really know, bro. I don't really know, but. On to other stuff, um, other other sports topics. Uh, apparently, Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts was named the uh, starter moving forward. Shane Steichen, the um, NFL head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, he said that Anthony Richardson has earned the job. He beat out um, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson were basically battling like the whole summer for the starting spot, which it really wasn't a battle for real, to be honest. Like we we all knew, like. He's a top five pick. Like he gonna be, he gonna get the job eventually. He was the fourth fourth overall selected player. So we had an idea. This was gonna like this is what he had to do eventually. He's a raw quarterback. He needs more reps. He needs more. He needs more footage. He needs more feel. He needs more games. He needs he needs to see more defense. He has not played a lot of football in his career, his young career in college. He didn't play that much in Florida, anything like that. So we had to understand, bro. We have to play him right away. Like that's. We need it. Like we can't have no Trey Lance situation. Like obviously I'm a big 49ers fan, so I understand Trey Lance and his his whole situation. So I get that we need to play him. We need to play him a lot, bro. Like like I keep going, like I keep going back to Trey Lance. Trey Lance 
His whole first year, he didn't he didn't play. The year before that in college, I believe he played like one game. So he didn't play a lot, bro. Like we need to play. Like if you don't have a lot of reps, you got to play. But you got to play to get better. And Anthony Richardson, he throws a good ball. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, our receivers are cool. So I mean, hey, I'm looking for a good season. But a good season for the coach is about six wins. I'm gonna lie to you. So um. On to other NFL news. Apparently, Ezekiel Elliott, he uh, was picked up by the New England Patriots. So, shout out to Zeke. Shout out to the Pats. Um, I didn't know where I could see Zeke going. I know a lot of teams, they need running back, stuff like that. Um, to see Zeke go to the Patriots is kind of weird. He looks big as hell on, 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 that, uh, on that team. Looks freaking huge, in my opinion. But, hey, shout out Zeke. Shout out to the Patriots. It was just a one-year deal. About I think it was about $2 million. So, it ain't nothing just to cut him, but more backs for this um for this Patriots team is, is the better in my opinion. To be honest, I'd be I'd be like wondering like what is my demographic? Like what is my what is my fan base? I don't know about fan base. I would never come to write no fan. Like what like what like who are my supporters like if I have any like I'd be like looking at the analytics stuff like that. I'd be getting my hopes up and stuff like that. But I'd be wondering like what's y'all like where y'all from? Like what's y'all age demographic? Like cause to me in my opinion if you 17 to 26, 17, 25, like I can I can relate to anything you're talking about, to be honest. But if if you like 16 or 27, like hey, th- th- this ain't the place for you, big bro. This ain't the place for you. Or would I have women listeners? I don't know. I don't I don't think I I don't think I really like like put myself out to that demographic, but I really, I really don't know. Like, I really want to know like what my fan base, I keep saying fan base. I want to know like one of my supporters, like they like why would y'all like try to pick this? Basically, like, I mean, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no goofy and like that, but like why, like why me type beat? So, I really be thinking about that. Speaking of other stuff, I've been like trying to get, get off my chest. I've been talking about my um. I don't think I've ever talked about this so far. My inspirations is people I just I, I look up to in this uh the social media and YouTube landscape, this podcasting landscape, just to just to emulate from. And them people is uh Dom Sharp. So Illuminati, the whole cast of Through the Wire with all the four of them guys, Dom2K and DDG. I think that's my biggest, uh, my biggest sources of inspiration for like podcasting, YouTube stuff. Podcasting probably be Dom Sharp by by Easy. Like if if you listen to my podcast, it's like very like very obvious. Um, for YouTube, it's really So Illuminati to be honest. Like I do other stuff. Like I, I like I like a lot of people. I like B Souls and like other other content creators, but them are the main people I just named. So shout out to them for making me who I am in this um, like I said, this social media content creation uh space. Um one thing I realized, cause I was trying to I was looking up flights or whatever, because um I'm supposed to be going on a big trip for my birthday, hopefully, knock on wood. Um I was looking at prices. I'm I'm trying to go to um I'm trying to go to New York. But like in the uh like the Christmas time, basically like the first two weeks of December, not this year, but next year I'm gonna go to uh to to New York, looking at flights, looking at flights. I'm thinking like, oh man, this December, this is gonna be a crazy expensive, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, something crazy. Man, I seen Spirit that said ninety eight dollars a a round trip. Boy, that round trip gonna send you to Jesus and back. You not making it if you bro ninety eight bucks, ninety eight dollars for Spirit like. How y'all getting any money, bro? Like, how y'all getting any money? Which is really crazy because I heard like Spirit has like the most the newer the newer planes stuff like that. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Ninety eight dollars is crazy. Like, speaking of trips, it's going to Chicago trip. So 
I went to Chicago, like I said, this past weekend. Um, it was a cool little, a cool little, you mean, uh, four people in a car, went to Chicago. Um, I think I got around, I got down there around like maybe 12 o'clock. I don't really know. Start off, I got I got breakfast, stuff like that. Um, checked into the hotel, walked around, just seen the whole Chicago downtown, mainly downtown Chicago. And that's probably that's probably why my stance is what it what it is. The Chicago drivers suck because I was downtown the whole time. So I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, but it was it was a cool experience. Um, lot lot of likes, lot of dislikes. Um, one like that I have is y'all downtown is huge, bro. Y'all downtown is a real downtown. The downtown I have in Indianapolis is nothing. Like it's nothing. Like that skyscraper, like y'all buildings, looks like some looks like somebody drew it basically. It looks like somebody just like drew it in the sky. It doesn't look real. It looks it looks super crazy in my opinion. Like I don't know, but I did everything I really want to do. I was in a hotel. I got food. Oh, psh. speaking of bro, speaking of food, bro. Oh my god. Like I said, I was downtown, so everything, every opinion I have is skewed. It's skewed. It's skewed. So, and it was late, late, late night, night time. So I gotta understand it. But it was about nine o'clock on like a Saturday night, maybe. Probably about Saturday night. And um, I, I was looking for DoorDash food, looking for DoorDash food or whatever, trying to get Chick-fil-A. First, I'm trying to get pizza. I'm trying to get, um, I think it was Jack's Pizza or something, Jet's Pizza, Jet's Pizza in Chicago. Um, So, yeah, I, I had like a, a extra large pizza. I think it's about like eight slices. Um, And I had some cinnamon sticks. So with cinnamon sticks, cinnamon bread, cinnamon something, I don't know. Um, Apparently... Them two things came up to $79 before tax. So um I was bewildered, bro. I was bewildered because I'm like, why would it be that expensive? Like I just I just don't get it, bro. Like, why would it be that expensive? Like that's it's ridiculous. Like I said, it's Chicago, it's more expensive than Indianapolis, it's downtown, more expensive, and it's at night. So I get it. But why was Chick-fil-A 50 bucks, bro? Like, why was Chick-fil-A 50 bucks? Like, it was $10 for a chicken sandwich. Like, like, come on, bro. $10 for a chicken sandwich and seven bucks for a milkshake? Like, bro, a cookies and cream milkshake was seven dollars. Like, seven, bro. You know how much do you know how much what I can do with seven dollars? Like, like, come on, bro. Like me, bro, me at 12 years old with seven bucks. That's a whole that's a whole meal. That's a that's a whole meal, bro. I don't like come on, bro. But yeah, back to Chicago stuff. Um, like I said, it was cool. I went to Chinatown, I went to a few different malls. Um the malls was pretty cool. They was a little decent, whatever. They were doing their thing. A lot of people outside downtown, they was asking for stuff. I'm like, go get a job. Like, I don't, I, I can't be giving out, I can't be giving out no money, bro. I ain't got no money on me. Whole time, I was just at, um, in Nike, the Nike, uh, the Nike store. So I had money, but I, I couldn't, you feel me? So I, I'm not a good person. I'm sorry. Um, but it was a, it was a cool little, a little thing. You feel me? But like I said, the driving was crazy. The driving was awful, in my opinion. Like, y'all drivers, y'all just be honking, 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 cutting people off in traffic. Um, I don't know. Y'all a different breed, in my opinion. I went to, like I said, I went to the smoke shop. Um, what else I went to? Um, sheesh. Dang, what what I what else I went to? Um, oh, I went to the uh, the King Von Mule in O Block. That was crazy, bro. I, I, Cause my whole objective when I went down to Chicago, like I got to take a picture in front of this King Von Mule. And like in the Parkway Gardens, I got it done, bro. I have the picture up on my Instagram page, uh, Crush My West. Anyway, but yeah, I got the picture in front of uh um the King Von Mural. Not gonna lie to you, when I got down there, first thing I seen was a cop car. I'm like, oh okay, I'll 
I'm I'm knowing what they finna be on. Um, I got out the car really quickly. Um, not gonna lie to you, I was super fanned out. My heart was jumping out of my chest. Like I feel like I was finna have a finna have a Yameen, but that I don't know if that was because I was like fanned out or I I ate a cookie, I ate a uh, candy bar the like the the day before or the point is my heart was thumping. So I, I got in, I got out, but I got my picture. So I was really happy to that. I was happy for that. So shout out to Chicago. But again, Chicago drivers, y'all suck. I'm sorry. Chicago drivers are not good. Um, I can drive myself, so don't get mad at me. Remember, everything I say in here is for jokes and for entertainment purposes only. So don't take none seriously, but y'all suck. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I also went to the um I went to the pier. The pier was decent. The pier was decent. Um, I got I got a couple of things. You feel me? I went to McDonald's and stuff like that. So Shout out to Chicago, like I said, y'all got y'all got a crazy downtown. Like our downtown is ridiculous. So shout out downtown, shout out Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, speaking of King Von, um, apparently, like this has been a rumor that went out that Lil Tim apparently beat his um his uh his M1 case. I ain't finna keep cussing, bro. Like I gotta, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get ads like that. I'm trying to get ads and trying to get sponsors like that. So like, I gotta stop cussing, but I gotta stop cussing. So like I said, Lil Tim apparently be his M1 case. Obviously, I believe, I, I think it was like November 6th, November 5th, November 3rd. I really don't remember 2020, 2021. Obviously, Lil Tim, he ended up getting out of his car. He shot King Von. And, um, we, you know, we seen a video. King Von was fighting Quando Rondo, Hookah Lounge, downtown Atlanta, stuff like that. And he seen Quando Rondo fought him and all his guys that came in. I don't know if they jumped him, but they like they could have. And they was armed. Like somebody in that crowd, like y'all can't tell me nobody in that arm, nobody in that in that group with King Von wasn't armed. Like they somebody had something. They had something. So yeah, apparently he ended up losing his life, obviously, because his uh his acts and stuff like that. And obviously, Latim, he got sent to jail. They cut his hair off, stuff like that. He was on house arrest for a while. He went back to jail and now he's back out. So uh, apparently there was something that came out that said that he beat it or the police dropped the charges. And I believe Asian dog came out and said that the reason those charges were dropped was because uh, one of the bullets, or a couple of the bullets that hit Vaughn were actually from the police. So it wasn't the, it, they're, they're, she's implying that the fatal, the fatal bullets weren't from a little Tim was from the police. So that's very interesting um, theory because there was um there was another theory that said that he was hit from like two different bullets. Like it wasn't just Lil Tim, it was from other from a other third party. So it's a very sad situation that he didn't, you know, get his um his justice, if y'all believe in that kind of thing, stuff like that. So I don't know. It was really weird. It was um I don't know, I don't know what my takeaway is, because I kind of expected this, but um I don't know, man. Like I like I said, I asked, bro. Y'all ran up on his mans and he shot y'all. Like, I mean, like, that's like, come on, bro. I know, I know a lot of people don't be thinking like people, a lot of people don't think like you can do that. That's not their law. But in Georgia, you there, there's a, there's a, there, I keep stuttering. Oh my God. In Georgia, there's a stand your ground clause or law. So if you feel like you're finna be harmed or a third party person's finna get harmed, you have every right to defend yourself from like for you or the other party. So, like y'all, y'all got to do your homework. Do your homework. So one thing I didn't do my homework on was Lil Tay. So apparently it came out like right after, like right after I did episode eighteen, it came out that Lil Tay actually did not pass away. So that was crazy. Um, 
TMZ looked at, like TMZ asked uh, the father and her lawyer. They were basically like, oh, we don't know what happened. So I don't I don't know. I really don't know. But apparently Lil Tay is not dead. She came out and said that she did not pass away and that this whole stunt was, be was because of her parents and stuff like that. And she's in like some legal battle with them as well. And they, they made fake names, stuff like that. So... I don't know. It's a really disgusting thing, in my opinion. It's really disgusting to get everyone's hopes up and all this just publicity, this cloud people be chasing after just for the money and the the fame, the accolades. Like it's just really disheartening, in my opinion. Like I said, it's very sad. Um, because like when the the actual like I don't want to speak negative, but when this stuff like actually does happen, did she probably won't get like the same like recognition or love that she got the first time around just because of this incident so it's really sad i hope that she's like um she can find she can find like a better headspace to get into eventually like she distances herself from this whole situation i don't really know though i just i just don't know so um one thing that i really didn't know or i should have known um apparently james harden does not like daryl Morey. i'm getting some nba stuff i was in nba earlier back to nba now so um Apparently, James Harden of the 76ers, he recently came out with a video saying that um, Daryl uh, Morey, the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, is a liar, and he will never work for an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of ever again. And then he reiterated. He came back with it and said it again, just so the people in the crowd could understand, because apparently he did this video in um, in China. Apparently, he's really big in China. He has an Adidas press run kind of thing he's like i think he has new adidas out he has a a basketball camp in china he was doing it there and obviously well i don't know if this is obvious but maybe maybe a lot of them, they just couldn't understand what he was saying like james why are you talking about this and why are you not dribbling the ball like james like do a step back i don't want to hear you talk about Daryl Morey, but he said it twice like he was like bro i'm not working with him ever again so and i i understand it because a lot of people they came out and said that Daryl Morey isn't a um He's not, he's not a good guy to work with because he always turns his back and he's not good on his words and stuff like that. So I understand it from James' perspective because apparently uh, before the season happened, um, James was due for a contract, but he took a a, a smaller a smaller um, pay cut. He took a pay cut for the betterment of the team also because Darren Morey said that um, the next season he will get a bigger contract and a full-term length uh, contract, a max contract, and... And now when the um when everything when the season ended, he just never got it. He never got it. Darren Moore, Darren Moore reneged on the deal. He was like basically like, no, we're not doing this. And we're not so we're not trading you. So we don't really care what you're gonna do. And then the reports came out that James said he's not gonna show up to training camp. So it's just one big mess, in my opinion. It's just very unfortunate, easily avoidable. Like I said, Darren Moore has apparently did this to other players, apparently to Carmelo Anthony. Um I believe he did to uh, Chris Paul as well. So I don't know. It just really, I mean, to be honest, on one on one on one hand, it's a business. It's a business, so I get it. But on the other hand, like, bro, I've been doing this with you for about like basically my whole career, and you're gonna act like this. Like that, that's just it's really phony and really corny in my opinion. But I mean, like I said, a business is business, so it is what it is. Speaking of business, is business. Um, Fonnie Willis and Trump, like Fonnie Willis. And Donald and Donald Trump. So apparently Donald Trump and Fonnie Willis have been going back to back over politics stuff. Like I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Y'all probably don't care about nothing I'm talking about. So I can skip. I can skip ahead if I want to. But apparently 
Donald Trump has been going back and forth with Fonnie Willis about a whole bunch of whole bunch of random stuff, to be honest. So I believe about a week ago or two weeks ago, Donald Trump, um, he said that apparently Fonnie Willis was caught or he, he, he made a rumor basically saying that Fonnie Willis was involved romantically with a person who um, Young Thug was beefing with at the time. And now he's passed away. I believe his name is Big Nud. They, Donald Trump said that he had um, he had an affair with Fonnie Willis. He had some kind of relationship with her. And then and the reason why she's like so big and so hell bent about getting Young Thug and the whole YSL crew like uh, locked up in and change is because of uh, Big Nut's death. Which, to be honest, that's a crazy allegation. That's a crazy rumor to put on her head. To be honest, like that's really crazy. Um, but honestly, before this whole ordeal with YSL, she made claims saying that she was going to get Donald Trump arrested for his involvement with the um, the Georgia voting system or something like that. The voting, the voting that went down in Georgia. He basically tried to overturn it or what. He's trying to look for more votes and he just couldn't find any. So he made he made new votes. Like he was he was making new votes and stuff like that. So it's really a crazy situation because if I'm young thug lawyer, I'm looking into this because like, hey, like bro, you really just trying to do this because you have a vendetta against us. And that's just like that's not like I, I'll get a mischief for that. Like that's that's crazy. Um and then after that, Fonnie Willis ends up um putting charges against Trump and now he's scheduled to get a um, a mug shot. He's he's scheduled to have like nineteen charges or nineteen co-defendants. Something crazy. Like apparently he's going down for this, but I mean Trump. I mean he's got arrested, indicted, like for like a billion things. I've never seen a mug shot. I've never seen him a day in jail. So I think he'll beat this as well. But they saying he posted his mug shot. So I really I really don't know. Um. One thing that I seen that I that I was really disappointed about was the whole Blindside situation. So the the um the real guy from Blindside the movie, obviously the movie's about um I believe it's like a what is the movie about? Damn um this is a black a big black dude. I think his name is Mike Michael Orr or Michael Orr. I don't know how to say his name, but it's his uh biopic. It's his story basically like how two two white people adopted him. He's a, a black kid from like the I don't know the word for it. he's he's in, he's in poverty. He's in poverty, and this white lady and this white man they just they 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 turn his whole life around basically and stuff like that. They get him on the right path and they get him in schooling. They they he end up going to college. He goes to the NFL and he gets drafted. He he wins the championship stuff like that. So it's a great story, but apparently it's a cap. It's a cap. It's caps in the story. It's all cap. It ain't true at all. Apparently, that's what he's saying. He's saying it's not true. He's saying it's fabricated. Michael Orr is saying basically that the real family in real time, that they lied about everything. They basically had, had him sign over all of his rights, and now he he they they, they, they fucked him over, basically. I, I said I wasn't going to cuss, but they fucked him over. He didn't get no money, no residuals from the movie, which was a big part of, obviously, and it was just a really bad situation. It was a really bad situation, but like he's been saying this for a while, though. he's been saying that the lady involved, the uh, who was supposedly like his adoption mom, that they really, they never adopted him. They basically just took him, basically took him from his mother, and they just they just pretended to be like these these knights and shining the armor to save him, which really they really never did. That's what he's saying. That's what he's alleging. I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the truth, but he's been saying it for a while. He's been condemning this movie for a while, so 
But like I said, it just recently came out that everything was a lie. They they didn't adopt him. They didn't bring him in. And all the money they made from the movie, they gave to the uh, to their actual kids and not to him, anything like that. So it's a really sad, really sad situation. There's been pushback against Sandra Bug because obviously this movie kind of caught um catapulted uh Sandra Bullock in her career. So she got she got super big after this career. She became a staple in movies. So I don't know. I don't really I don't really know if y'all should condemn her as well. Like she was just playing a role. She just did her job. So she maybe she did a little too well. She did a little too well, but hey man, she I think she did she, I think she did her thing. You feel me? So so shout out to Sandra Bullock, but um, one person I'm not gonna shout out. Um, apparently, I show speed. I show speed showed his me. Like I show speed showed his me. You feel me? So apparently, uh, speed. Um, the content creator. Um, a streamer. He does a lot of different things. He makes music sometimes. He's a big personality. Um, on on the content side of things. Apparently, he was on stream. I believe a couple of days ago, and um, I don't really know what the situation was, but apparently. He showed his private area on stream. He pulled his Johnson out of his shorts and exposed himself on stream. And mind you, mind you, a lot of his audience are children. Like, not children, children, but like a lot of 14, 15 year olds is like his audience. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. So I ain't gonna lie. If I was on them, them parents, first of all, you're not watching Speed anyway. But um, after that, like, I'm. I'm there's gotta be this probably gonna be some repercussions repercussions from this, but I don't really know. But I don't know. He got he he's gotta do better. I understand the whole I'm young situation, but you've you've been online long enough to understand the things you can and you can't do. Even he, and after the situation, he was like, Oh my god, what did I do? What did I do? So obviously he understands what he did was wrong, but like I don't 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 let that happen, bro. Like that's really this is really bad in my opinion. It's really bad. So I'm off all them topics. I figured it's some hip hop stuff. So uh, I believe like last Friday was the uh, 50 year celebration of hip hop. So shout out to hip hop. Hip hop has been hip hop has been everything in my life and other people's lives. It's been ridiculous. I think it to be honest, I think it's like the number one like genre of music in the world. So shout out to hip hop. It's birthed so many artists like from like different backgrounds. It gave a whole bunch of whole bunch of people a way out, a new avenue, a new way to make money. So, and it's changed. It's changed so much from the, the, the way people rapping, like the, the rock him stuff like that, to 50 cent and to chief Keith to who, who's good now? Nobody, nobody's good now, but little Tyler, I guess I that, that, that's how crazy it is now. But, um, but yeah, like that's, that's not a shot. Little Tyler, little Tyler hard, but like there's nobody doing nothing crazy like right now. So, um, but like I said, so like I said, hip hop has been hip hop has been so great in my life. Like I don't know what I do without hip hop. Hip hop has been really beneficial. Like I listen to music every day, and about ninety five percent of the time it's hip hop. So it's hey man, it's it's crazy. So shout out hip hop, fifty years. Like I don't know what we're gonna go do the next fifty years, but hopefully it's still here, and hopefully people, hopefully people continue to make new strides and new contributions to hip hop. Hopefully, it's more innovations, more more producing, more flows, more bars, more rappers. So, obviously, I always always talk about rappers saying I need to be I need to be plumbers and technicians, and I'm standing on that. I need to be um, technicians and plumbers, but 
the ones of y'all who can rap, keep doing y'all thing. I'm gonna lie to y'all. So apparently Lil Dirk concert was shot up, I believe, a couple of days ago. But then there was a rumor that said that actually did not happen at all. Like he it didn't get shot up at all. So I believe it was TMZ who said this, or it was no jumper. I'm not really sure, but apparently there was a crowd in Lil Dirk's concert that was they start to run because I guess they heard gunshots, but the security said there was no gunshots. Lil Dirk said there's no gunshots. So I don't know if this was a hoax just for publicity and for clout. I don't know, but a lot of negative stuff surrounding about there's a lot of negative stuff surrounding Dirk at the moment, obviously because of his his um his involvement with um certain people and stuff like that. So it's not really good to have this um this more stigma and this more negativity around your name, but it it, it is what it is. But I hopefully obviously hope what what the hell? Hopefully this isn't true. But I mean it might be though. Like people be dangerous, people be going crazy, so it could be anything. Like I heard, I heard a rumor that every time Finesse Two Times has a uh, concert, it gets shot up. That's crazy. But I I really don't know. One thing I have a question about. So it's been on my mind. I asked a few people a few people this. Do y'all believe that Sexy Red has taken Glorilla's spot in the music industry? And the reason I'm saying this is because the the news that came out was that um, Sexy Red, she was taken off of Moneybag Yo's concert and put on Drake's and 21 Savage's concert. And to me, that just blew my mind because she hasn't been rapping that long. She's been rapping a few months. It hasn't been a year yet. So... For her to make so much progress where she went from a Money Back Yo concert to a Drake concert as the headliner, the person who opens up, it's crazy in my opinion. So, and for me, I thought Glorilla would be at a, I don't, I don't think she'd ever be like that Drake level, but I thought Glorilla would be like the, the head woman in charge, kind of where, um, kind of where Ice Spice is, but a little bit lower, but I don't know. It's just so weird because it seems like Sexy Red came in and did her whole thing but made it more ghetto and made it more appealing to the mass audience, in my opinion. Like, obviously, the whole FNF song, it was great. It was a good song. It's probably still bigger than Sexy Red stuff, but Sexy Red has been... she, Hey, bro, she got some heat. She got some... I seen... Who who, who compared her to somebody? I think... What was his name? Uh, Somebody, called, some, somebody compared her to Gucci Mane. So, I don't know. I, I'd be thinking Sexy Red, she be doing her thing. She's really easy to talk to. She she just herself. She a ratchet woman, and she liked that. And a lot of women, she, they, they like that as well. So, but Glorilla, I don't really know where the where she effed up at. I really don't understand it. Maybe it's because she got signed, and maybe um maybe Yo Gotti changed her her look and her personality, and that just that that just drew a lot of fans away from her. I don't know personally. I believe she's not dropping enough. Like her name isn't. Like everywhere, like it used to be when FNF came out, she was everywhere. When the song with Cardi B came out, she was everywhere. But I don't, I don't understand this. Some people, some people are saying that the reason Sexy Red has gotten so big is because of the Nicki cosign, and I just don't think that's it. I really don't think that's it. I just think that Glorilla is more appealing to the mass audience. She's more ghetto. She's more herself, and I believe Glorilla is just finding out who she is as a person. She wants to figure out like. How does she want to be um like shown and like shown to the um to the world basically? Like how does she want to be portrayed to the media? And right now she just doesn't know. And I think the sexy red knows how she wants to be um how she wants to be perceived, and that is working better in her favor for the moment. So they both make good music, but I just think sexy red doing it better in my opinion. So 
it's just it's just an interesting uh, conversation I, I just brought up because, like I said, it's just so weird because it seemed like Glorilla was the like the main woman in charge out of nowhere. Texas Red just like just passed her pretty easily to be honest. So like pretty easily. Another conversation that I seen, I didn't make this one. This is what I seen on Instagram. It was crazy. So apparently I, I was just on Instagram. I was looking at uh, I think it said like 2015, 2016, uh, Fetty Wap. They were saying he's a 99 overall, and I agree with him. Like, Fetty Wap was doing his thing. He was doing the melodic stuff. He was rapping, talking about, you feel me? He's doing his thing. Obviously, now he's in prison, but 2015, 2016, he was that guy. Like, he was doing he was doing his thing, putting up crazy numbers, all on the charts, stuff like that. And I seen a comparison on Instagram. It was in the comments. I'm going to see if I find his name. It's They Love CR, something like that. They Love CR. I'm going to give this credit because, like I said, I did not make this myself. So, apparently, he said... Fetty Wap was a 99 overall, and the comparison he had for him was 2015 Todd Gurley. And I'm like, damn, the brother got it. The brother knows ball. Because, like, bro, in 2015, 2016, Todd Gurley was the dude. Like, Todd Gurley was giving people, like, 20 touchdowns, leading the league in touchdowns. Like, he was retiring a couple years later, and people still haven't, people still didn't have as many touchdowns as he did. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, he... Was putting up crazy numbers. Obviously, he had like arthritic knees, and he had like old people knees. Like he was a former. He was like a shell of himself after a while. But Todd Gurley was the man. He was in MVP conversations, offensive player of the year. I believe he won it one time, maybe for the Rams. He was just that guy. He was literally a workhorse, a bill, a bill cow, whatever you want to call him. He was a beast at Georgia. He was a beast on the Rams. Like he should be a champion. He should be a champion, in my opinion. He's he was great. Fetty Wap was great. They were basically the same guy. Fetty Wap and Todd Gurley, the same guy. So shout out. They love CR because he, he he cooked up. He cooked up. He let him cook. He did his thing. So I got a couple more topics. So I'm going to get out of here, man, because I feel like I've been just rambling, to be honest. So apparently Usher and Kiki Palmer, they have a song out. I don't care what it's called, but apparently they have a song out. They have a music video to it. And Obviously, the whole situation happened a few weeks ago, maybe a few months a month ago, but probably now, um, where he had a concert. She showed up at, she had on um a certain type of clothing or or what have you, and she was dancing on him, singing with him, and and um her um boyfriend at the her boyfriend at the time just didn't feel good about it. her baby father didn't feel good about it. He was like, oh my god, what are you wearing? You're a mother. He was basically like, oh my god, I don't want to be represented this way. I'm a I'm a family man. I don't want to see my um my wife, my girlfriend betrayed this way and all the all the other stuff and you know all the the women and other people that came out and gave their opinions talking about oh she's a woman she can dress how she wants to wear and stuff like that and like oh you may be a family man but y'all not married so she can do whatever she wants stuff like that which I never stood with so basically what y'all saying is like if we're not married you can do whatever that's crazy like I'm a that's crazy, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't think it's crazy for a man to say, I don't think it's crazy for a man to, I don't know, bro. I, I, I ain't finna get canceled. Like, I ain't even blow up yet, so I ain't finna get, I'm not finna get canceled. But um, it was just a really interesting uh conversation around that. And then she came out, she made t-shirts about the situation. She talked about the situation. I think Hickey Palmer was corny for doing that kind of stuff. Just disrespecting your baby father. Like, if he leaves your life, Obviously, you financially sound, so that don't really matter. But your kid gonna be like, why don't I have a situation? Why don't I? Why do I not have 
a good relationship with my father and probably because of you, like obviously because, because of him as well, he can't swallow his pride, but it's hard to swallow, to swallow your pride when the woman is throwing it back in your face every day. So I can say from both, well, from his situation, I'm a man. So I'm going to side with him regardless, kind of like not really, but really, um, like I said, these are all jokes. Don't take nothing I say seriously, but, uh, it was just a weird situation. Now they have the video out and now rumors came out and said that he moved on from a situation. I believe he's dealing with, he's dealing with a new woman and stuff like that. And she's making posts, stuff like that. So just a weird, a really weird situation all around, in my opinion, just really weird. It was easily avoidable. Like I feel like a conversation could have been had and maybe it did happen, but I feel like if, if, if he was just like, if he just talked about this at home, it would have been cool or if she would have just not like try to mess with him, try to mess with um, Usher, it would have been easily avoided. But Usher doing his job. Usher is a, you feel me, a flirty dude. Women, women love him, so he doing his thing. I understand that he he take girls like that's 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 who Usher is. So I understand it, but it was just corny from Kiki Palmer, in my opinion. One thing people are saying are really corny is ESTG, his bandman Kevo or not bandman Kevo. What the heck? Uh, what's his name? Bootleg Kev. Bootleg Kev walkout interview thing or whatever. So apparently ESTG is on a press run. So he dropped an album called El Toro 2. Obviously, it's the second El Toro. El Toro 1 came out a few years ago. This is the second installment of it. Um, 17 tracks or what have you. So he's doing a press run. He's going interview to interview, stuff like that, getting his name out there to to uh, raise publicity, raise clout, just get new following, stuff like that for the the album set and stuff like that. So apparently he had an interview with Ben or with Kevo, a bullet Kev, whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is, but uh, he, apparently he ended up walking out after there's some uh, questions about his football career, stuff like that. And he ended up walking out. So a lot of people, they was like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Like, who do you think you are? Like, that was really corny. Like, why are you mad about football questions, stuff like that? And ESTG was basically like, Oh, like it's not about the football the stuff. It's not about the football stuff. It's about the interview, the actual interview. He was saying that oh, he asked him about um, P stars and football. Also, he asked about like he at apparently uh, Kev asked him, does he have this kind of jewelry? And if somebody asked me that, I can understand why you would get mad. But I don't know. Like you got be on one hand, you got you got to be professional in my opinion, but. Like I said, he's not walking out. He just left, and Kev was basically like, oh, ESTG, he got mad about the football questions. He showed him 90 minutes late and stuff like that, and he liked his music, but he was just corny, basically. And ESTG just went back on, and he was like, oh, it wasn't even like that. He was asking corny questions and stuff like that. Also, Kev said that um, ESTG's, like, management, they, they said that they wanted this interview to be different and to not have, like, typical questions, like, typical music questions, so... I think it's personally, personally, I think it's just a bad miscommunication from both sides. Cause from my point of view, ESTG was asking for, ESTG wanted like music questions about actual music stuff and about um, like his past project or what to look forward to his look, what to look forward to on this new project. But Kev was like, oh, he don't want no music questions. So I got to do everything but music. So in my opinion, it was just a bad miscommunication, but ECG showed up 90 minutes late, a whole hour and a half late. So if you were just there earlier, we could have talked this out. We could have been like, oh, this is what you want to talk about. We're talking about this or this is not what you want to talk about. So we want to talk about that at all. So this is bad communication from my point, my point of view. 
I don't believe he should have walked out. I understand why he would feel disrespected or he still want to be there. Apparently, uh, his brother or, or friend like passed away recently. So, but I don't know, bro. You you'll be professional at the end of the day, but he felt like he didn't have to. But in my opinion, he wouldn't have to. If he can rap as good as he do, he he can do whatever he want to do. So apparently, he had a um an interview. He had a freestyle on Just Incredible over a troublesome a troublesome 96 Tupac beat. He killed it. He went crazy. So I ain't gonna lie to you. You can get away with doing a lot of stuff if you're talented. Like, like if y'all play football, basketball, the best player on the team, he get away with a lot of stuff because he's really good. Like ESTG can do whatever he really wants to because he can rap. Like he can really rap for real. So he can do what he want to do. He can be 90 minutes late. He can be four hours late. Like like I said that one time about that Lil Wayne situation. The man showed up four hours late. He can do that because he a goat. Like he one of the best rappers ever. He can do that. So, but at the same time, you gotta be professional and gotta have courtesy for other people. So, but like I keep saying, like is he just a rap? Like this album was really good. Like I like this album a lot. Um, he's still he's still doing the R and B thing, which I hate. I hate it so much because you're too good of a rapper to try to do that. But I understand them because he don't want to be too sings. He don't want to be too rappy because a lot of people. When they start rapping all the time, people be like, oh my God, everything's not the same. Like Raw Wave, Apology, Apology, like, oh my God, every time it's a piano beat or Raw Wave is always depressing. So I understand why, I understand why he mixes stuff up, but um, I mean, nah, I, I don't want to hear you. I don't want I don't want to hear you singing. Like, if you're gonna sing, like get a um get a woman or a guy for hooks, get somebody who can do the singing stuff. Don't you do your do it yourself. Especially, I don't want to hear that shit at all. I really don't want to hear it. So this is my last topic. I'm gonna get out of here because I've been here too long. So apparently Bobby Altoff and Drake, they fell out. They um stopped being friends, stuff like that. Um, this is my last topic, man. I'm just gonna get out of here. It's hot, it's hot in my room. I'm burning up. I feel like I've been here forever. So, but yeah, Bobby Altoff and Drake, they unfollow each other on Instagram. Bobby Altoff, obviously, she's a big podcaster, she's a big media personality, did a lot of stuff in media. Like I said, big podcaster. She had Mark Cuban on, Tyga, Drake, Lil Yachty, um, Funny Marco, a lot of people. She's really blowing up. She's getting numbers. People are saying she's a um, podcast plant, which I've never heard of in my life, but she gets a lot of numbers. She's very, I won't say basic, but she's like a typical person. So she does like um, like dry humor, stuff like that, similar to Funny Marco, but Apparently, her and Drake have unfollowed each other and no longer in um, communication, apparently, which is kind of weird because a couple of days ago or a week ago now, she went to one of his concerts and and did her kind of thing. She just stands around like she don't know who Drake is, but obviously she know who Drake is. So it was just weird because, like, from my point of view, I don't know where the situation, I don't know why the situation happened. Maybe it's over money reasons. Maybe Drake didn't get compensated how he wanted to, or maybe um, he felt some sort of way about how she was talking about Layati. She was saying Lil Yachty is like super awkward and super like weird stuff like that. And maybe just Drake just didn't like it because, you know, now Drake is really big fans with Lil Yachty. He's, big, he's really big friends with Lil Yachty. So maybe he's like, oh, you're you talking down to my mans. Like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to rock with you. But I don't know. I still don't get it in my opinion. It's, really, it's a really weird situation. Um, I don't know. They like look like Bobby. She took she took down all the videos, all the clips. So. Really weird situation, in my opinion. I don't really know where to go from here, but like I said, I don't know where to go from here. I'm, I'm going to figure out of here, bro. This, this is for episode 19. Um, I'm going to be back in a couple of days because I'm recording this on a Sunday, so I'll be back in a couple of days. I'll post this probably tomorrow, so 
Thanks for everybody listening. This does it for episode 19 of the Last University Podcast, the biggest podcast in the Midwest. It's going to be the biggest podcast in the Midwest. I'll be your host, Curtis P, and I'll catch you on episode 20. I'm out. Peace.